0: Your host is in the trenches. He's a real estate attorney, financial analyst, and mobile home park investor and operator. Now, let's turn it over to Ferd Neiman.
1: Welcome back, Mobile Home Park Nation. Ferd Neiman here again today with another episode of the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast. Today, I was going to cover 40 or so items that you need to take a look at when you do a site visit. This is particularly important when you are looking to acquire a park, so your first site visit. And I still look at every park before we buy them myself, um, but I don't always go the first time. I don't always go by myself. So I put together just a quick bullet point list so that others on the team can uh, do some recon uh, in advance of me. And then if they tell me it's a bad site, then I don't even go look at it sometimes. But if we're going to buy it, then I'll go look at it and double check. And they'll put together a nice written due diligence report, pictures, and uh, data and all that so that I feel like I've already been there, a GoPro video. But I'm just going to rattle through some things that I kind of get my eyes on uh, before, I, before I walk the site. And I say walk the site because I like to walk the site in addition to drive the site. First is purchase price. I just want to know what I'm paying for this so I can kind of get a feel for it. And then what are the current rents, the market rents? And then I, that just kind of gets me a feel for like, okay, what am I expecting? But Then I really started looking at the property. I look for overhead wires. This could impact in, you know, the ability to infill. Where are the wires located? Are they low? Or are they over the middle lots? Um, you know, and then I also can kind of tell what's the the ampage. I'll look at the pedestals for that. i look at the electric pedestal amps. Normal's 100. You can see some with 50. 200's ideal. Um, but I'll take a look at the amps. I take a look at the size of the homes just in general. You get pretty good at estimating the size once you've seen it a lot. Um, and then same with age of the homes. Generally you can tell by the roof line what the age of the home is. If it's, pretty, it's pretty hood. You know, post hood, and then you know, once it, it got metal, rough metal siding. Then eventually, they had uh, metal siding, and they had more of a shingle roof, and then shingle and vinyl. Now I'm seeing some like wood, wood style siding that's coming back on new homes. But typically, the pitch roof will give you an idea it's, of its of its age. The condition of the homes, just generally, you know, if people don't take care of their homes, that's a problem. I also look at the condition of their vehicles. Because the quality of vehicles, you know, if there's really nice cars, typically people either, one, take care of their cars, two, have some money, three, have some credit, which will impact your uh, infill and home sales. I look for RVs. This uh, impacts potential transiency or uh, risk of sticky tenants. It also can impact your financing if there's several. And then sometimes the zoning doesn't allow for RVs. I count the vacant lots, I measure the vacant lots, I look at the current setbacks and kind of get a feel for what the setbacks could reasonably be. I evaluate the road condition and type, the utilities, the type of utilities, you know, and if it's the sewer, septic water, I'll take a look, see if I can get the, identify the type, look at the clean, up, clean out, see if there's shutoff shut off valves. I talk to residents. Sometimes the seller doesn't want you to do this, so you gotta play nice, but residents will generally tell you some stuff about the property that you otherwise wouldn't know. I evaluate current signage. Uh, I look and see if there's any room for a billboard or excess ground for some sort of other revenue opportunity. I take a general assessment of the access to the premises and the location. I drive the market, see, you know, are they, look, are, is it a good market? You know, Are there hospitals or strong industry or government jobs, county seat, those sort of things. I'll, um, I'll drive the market for other parks and I'll look at the general layout of the park because that generally gives you a feel for the desirability and or potentially the quality it was built. A lot of the older HUD parks have really cool layout or design and typically those are going to have your off-street parking, uh, kind of curbs, uh, asphalt or concrete roads, some sort of common area building that used to be a laundromat or clubhouse that has yes, often an ancillary or secondary use. I try to get a feel for the number of dogs or children I see. That might tell me the risk of dog bites or tell me if there's a lot of kids, does this park need a playground? I'll look and see if there is a playground. I generally look and see if there's pride of home ownership or pride of ownership. I try to assess the park on home, attendant home counts, and locations, and whether they're single-wides, double-wides. Um, I look at the trash. Is it polycard um, or is it a dumpster? We typically don't like dumpsters much because it beats up the roads. If you have a dumpster, it's in the front of the park, does it look decent, is it in a dumpster carousel, or is it an eyesore? I'll try to assess sometimes if I think there's a single internet provider or look at the type of internet, um, which is not as big a deal, but you can sometimes tell based on uh, the risers coming out of the ground. I evaluate the common area and the amenities, and I look at boundaries. Um, it be ideal if I had a survey with me, uh, typically an Alta survey or better. It's not always the case for the first visit because surveys are expensive, right? I look at the trees. Are there lots of trees that's going to impact my sewer clean-out bill? And especially if I have, like, clay lines or Orangeburg lines, is that going to, that going to be more of a problem? I also look at the trees for safety. I look at the safety items in general. Like, is there sufficient lighting? Is there any—I went to a park recently the road was washed out horribly in several spots. Like, major trip hazard. I'll see if there's an office, a shop, or other equipment. And I'll evaluate that, get a feel for any sheds, or uh, you know, are there good mailboxes, um, storage, etc. Um, I'll look at the general topography, see if there are any you know just earth issues, which really impacts uh, rainwater runoff, stormwater, and and then just and to some degree, I've got parks that are super flat, and it's kind of a problem bringing in new homes because when you put the home up on a new HUD set and crown it and it's elevated well the water is going to like roll to the side well if both houses do that then you just have like puddles in the middle so super flat is not ideal but super but steep is also not ideal because it, you got to spend a lot of money on skirting more on installation and some of the homes uh, just don't look as good and if you've got six or eight feet of skirting on one side it's really tough to keep that skirting in place with wind and just with other weather and shifting and Uh, So, you want almost flat, but not completely flat. Uh, Generally, I like to take pictures and or video, and then I'll estimate kind of my rough capex for day one. I'll identify, okay, where am I need signage and how many different entrances and exits? Do I need white picket fences and rose bushes? Do I need playgrounds? Do I need a dog park? Do I need a picnic area? How many trees need to come down? How rough are the roads? Some of the things I've already mentioned in your checklist. I I just kind of start to put a number with that, and there's just something to be said for being on the boots on the ground, just kind of having your head on a swivel, what is going to be coming at me later, and then just try to get a better handle on it, but that's a quick rough and dirty, you know, 40 or so items that uh, I do when I go out on the property, and over time it becomes kind of innate. where you're like, okay, just look for this stuff, but always have a side map, always have a pen and paper ready, and just take notes. And then report back to the team, report back to whoever's doing the budget, whoever's you know doing insurance, whoever's doing capex, whoever's doing ordering, and go from there. So, till
0: next time, thanks and God bless